Hey, everyone, and welcome back into the Bones Booth. We are going over season six, episode three, The Maggots in the Meathead. Original air date, October 6th, 2010. We are coming at you every week going over an episode of Bones, helping you guys do that. Hi, I'm Maggie, your big time Bones fan. This is Taryn. I'm your other longtime Bones fan. And I'm Akil. This is the first time I'm watching the show. You may have noticed. Andrew's not with us this week. <laughs> <laughs> We're missing a... Hi, I'm Andrew, and ooh, I wonder what he would have said. Mm. He would have said, like, it's t-shirt time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tabs are or here. <laughs> giving himself, like, a Jersey Shore name, like the situation or something. Yeah, yeah. he's Andrew... Andrew the Sea? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> but yes. Um we that's it. Wait, you go now. Who wrote this? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we're off our game. Um, uh, when, yeah, whenever we're not like consistent, I'm always <laughs> like, wait, what comes next? And oh, honestly. We've only um, done this like 130 times. It's fine. This um this episode is direct directed by um Tim Saltham and written by Dean Lopata. Hey! I was like, wow, of course Dean wrote this episode. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit uh handicapped because I'm holding Kofi right now, and he is in desperate need of pets. So <laughs> if I let go, it'll hurt me more than anything. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay that's definitely a director name either we haven't heard before or or yeah. we've heard a lot of before that's for sure i was gonna phone it in and say like well we know what that dean's written a few iconic episodes but um tim he this is the first episode he's directed he'll go on to direct um more episodes uh in the future like in season six, the maggots in the meat. Jesus. <laughs> I thought it started at season six. No, last <laughs> last season he directed the goop on the girl. Oh, um, Christmas so, episode with Zoe. Yeah. Fun. So then he directed this episode. Um, the next episode he'll direct is season uh, episode seven, The Babe in the Bar. Hmm. Um, and then he'll direct a couple episodes in seasons eight, nine, and ten. Okay. Yeah. Fun. So season five and beyond director. Mm-hmm. Nice. Babe in the bar. Well, I can't wait for your guesses on that one. Um, <laughs> I need to look it up because I can't rem- I don't know what it is based on yeah. the title. Um, we were also me and Taryn were dying last week because we have brought up the Jersey Shore episode no less than 10 times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. I, and this is like the most perfect example of why you and Andrew are such beautiful souls so that you're just like in like in one ear out the other in the best oh, way possible. Like, we, don't, we didn't remember what this is about. <laughs> I was cracking up because like we we never do spoilers like we're so careful about it. But we have literally talked about what that episode is about 10 times. Um, so, yeah, which is why, why yeah, Meathead didn't like I, that's why I kind of went like, OK, well, maybe you could go derogatory with Meathead, but I wasn't going to go there. So yeah. I feel like I could have kind of like hinted at or gotten to Guido. But no, I I, I just went um too literal, I think. Yeah. But sometimes that's what the title is, is like extremely literal. So yeah, could have been you correct. You never know. But that's why, like, after we're like, do you want us to let you know? Because we already have. So it really won't be any skin <laughs> off our nose to tell you. And you're like, no, I want to wait. And we're like, all right. No, I was kind of <laughs> glad to be surprised today. I'd be like, 
holy because when they got to the beach and we'll get we'll get there but yeah. I, I was like which beach did they go to was it ocean city or virginia beach because you know those are the closest beaches to us so no 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 they went to the jersey shore <laughs> many times and again we'll calculate back and forth how many times they go um so yeah we start this episode with a metal detector hooligan so this older guy is kind of beep beeping around and at first he finds some sort of coin um and he's very excited about that and then uh he finds a necklace but it's not so nice because it's still attached to a person and it's really nasty when he pulls it up and then he tries to keep it i meant to look up if it's an evidence later the big like necklace that he finds because he rips it off the skeleton and seems like he's gonna try and steal it But we get, and this is the beach. I don't know. Like, did they get called all the way to New Jersey in this first scene when they're at the beach? Because Cam's there. Um, Well, we're not at the beach yet, but it is confusing where this guy's at the beach. And it seems like they're still in New Jersey. But then I was like, did he wash up? Like, was he buried at the beach or did he wash up like further down south? Yeah, and then they go, and then they're like, "Oh, we have to go to New Jersey." And why was this like an FBI case? Federal land on the beach. I have no idea. Wash up an island? No, that would be a state park. State park. Um, maybe maybe because it it traveled across like multiple state waterways. If it did wash up somewhere more southern than New Jersey. You know, that's like a fun quirk about this show is like sometimes they care to tell us why it's a federal case. And then other times yeah. they're just like, this is the case of the week. Deal with it. Yeah. Like Booth is here. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes, too, they just have like the local yokel call in the FBI because they're like, we can't handle it. And so yeah. sometimes that's just the answer of Booth got called in because he's the director of the murder police. So, yeah, <laughs> <they're> <laughs> we need the murder police and the bones lady. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say like which beach he washed up on. So it could have been like a not New Jersey beach, in which case right. it does cross state lines and it could be a federal case. Right. So let's just because go it, with that because yeah. we can. Although um, they still go back and forth from the Jersey Shore. Many, oh, many oh, yeah. <laughs> and folks, that is a four hour drive without traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there's always traffic in the summer on 95. So we're mm-hmm. talking like five, five and a half hours from DC to the shore. Maybe we can give him a benefit of the doubt that he's got some wee-woo lights going in certain spots that he can get around some people. Yeah, maybe he's still. allowed to drive through the joint uh, base in Jersey. Because mm-hmm. he's yeah. like... I've you got know most that traffic's in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, Maryland and Delaware. And like a little bit by Philly and then all of New Jersey. So kind of the whole ride. <laughs> I feel like Jersey is really not that much traffic until you get near the shore. Right. Yeah. Like I would drive up to Hackensack because that's where my sister had residency. Yeah. Like pretty much every other weekend for two years. And it was always just that Maryland stretch, like between yeah. Havre de Grasse and um <laughs> Havre de Grasse? Like, <laughs> yeah and like silver spring where it could be like just stretches of traffic for no reason just because the beltway is like super windy and stuff yeah, yeah and that horrible bridge 
Have you heard that like the beltways like kind of called like they use the term roller coaster to describe it because of how windy it is and how the grading of it works because it's so windy and people like the speed limit so fast that it's like it's also on a tilt and on those curves. I've never heard that before, but it makes sense. Called a roller coaster in that area. All right. Hmm. Well, I haven't had a car in ten years, so doesn't matter. Some local (laughs) DMV terminology for (laughs) you. Let's see if they use it in bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we are aware of the crime scene, we first go to Booth and Hannah, who flop back from some sexy times. We're like, oh, look at them all in the honeymoon period of their relationship. Apparently, it's 4 a.m. and she gets a call from her boss that she has breakfast at the White House at 7 a.m. and she's one of like maybe five people who are invited. So she's like, oh, this is good. Maybe I can get some real answers if I'm one of the few that who are there. And she gets up and leaves to go get ready for that. But Booth is disappointed, obviously. But then his phone rings because a body washed up. So he has to go to work now, too. So he is getting ready and leaves. <laughs> then Bones and Booth make it to the beach where the victim is. Cam is also there. The maggots are jumping, which is gross. And we learn a, a worse name for them later. <laughs> um, and it, it, for me, that's like new fear unlocked. Maggots yeah, yeah. jumping. I hated maggots enough. Them, right? I don't need them to be like mobile. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. At that speed and height. No, thank you. Um, I do like when Booth gets one on his pant leg and he's like, ah, like, get it, get it. And he's like, can I squash it or does Hodgins need to interrogate it? <laughs> Booth is like, mm-hmm. or Bone says, I'll get it. And then Cam finds the wallet of our dead guy, who's Richard Gennaro from New Jersey. And he's de- decomposing very quickly. And they do like the nasty, like, skin slippage off the bones mm-hmm. thing. Hate it. Hated it. Clean bones only, team clean bones, all day, every day. <laughs> so they're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get going here. And then we have the theme song. And then, Akil, were you surprised that we had Fisher back this week? Shocked. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> How? <laughs> that Avatar premiere was over. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> He was done having his mental breakdown. He was ready to come back. He's ready. Yeah, he's apparently been on uh, at the, what he says, quote, loony bin, um, and is using some psychological tools that a therapist has given him to help with his sad and sorrowful ways and to live more joyfully, he was saying. Um, It obviously does get pointed out to him that he works with death all the time. (laughs) So maybe change professions. I don't really know. Uh, Cam moves the sheet that the uh, victim is in and then the disgusting jumping maggots pop out um, and Hodgins tells everyone to freeze so that he can catch them and he's like they must they have to have eaten some sort of stimulant they wouldn't move like this without that so that's something for him to figure out Um, then they talk about like what this guy would have looked like because of his musculature and they talk about his veneers Um, he would have been jacked and all that stuff so they're kind of we're getting this idea of what this guy looks like uh and then they're all worried about fisher and he's like i wasn't there because i was 
going to harm myself. He's like, I used to just sleep for 20 hours a day for two months. And me and Cam were like, wow, that obviously like doesn't sound too bad, actually. No, it sounds great. <laughs> I was like, is this a red flag that I'm like, hmm. You have the opposite problem. <laughs> I do have the exact opposite problem. <laughs> just awake all the time. Yep. Just not as just as bad. <laughs> But they're all, I, I do like how much they look out for him throughout the episode being like, like checking in with him, like, how you doing, bud? Um, and he says, I'm finding joy in my work. I'm going to figure out what the mi- micro fractures are <laughs> like, hooray. and like going to go map them. So he has his task that he's going to do. Then we go to Angela's office where they find this hilarious video of Richie the V and it's like very early YouTube like workout <laughs> video <laughs> where it just said words like it's Batman. It was like strength, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say anything. It was just him. And then later he was like, get my signature V and all that stuff. Um, I like that they're watching it and both Bones and Angela like look at each other and just start like kind of bopping yeah. <laughs> to the music. <laughs> This is where Bones starts telling Angela all her knowledge about Guido culture. And Angela's like, how do you know any of this? Because this is a woman who knows, again, nothing before like 1962. Um, And she's like, oh, I stumbled on this great documentary about this subculture, meaning she watched the show Jersey Shore. (laughs) And she's like, I've been studying their language and customs, which is like the best part of this entire episode. I think like, obviously, I think the the shore references are funny but the way that they decide to write brennan's character in this episode is so funny to me i think it's hilarious that like bones canon right now is that she like never watched star wars or like she's not a she doesn't watch star wars but she watches the jersey shore like yeah. she hasn't seen anything past like what 1975 right. or something yeah yeah for mtv is the jersey shore mm-hmm. yeah because she thinks it's a documentary. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> it was anthropologically fascinating. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so did everyone else on Thursday nights on MTV. Yeah, she's not <laughs> wrong. Hey, Bones, I got another show for you. It's called Love Island. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, reboot, reboot, and have her be a Love Island, yeah. like, stan. Hilarious. And, and then she gets Booth in on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would love it. Somebody write it. Thank you. Um, So then we meet Janine at the FBI, who is Richie's mother. She's very upset hearing about it's very Italian mom saying like my Richie, like Mm. claiming their kids, like their son or daughter. She's like, oh, my Richie, my Richie. Um, She says he didn't have any enemies and didn't have problems with girls or booze or gambling. Um, any trouble he did have was Frankie Costello's fault, who we did meet, who's little Frankie in the video that we watched. She says the one incident that kind of he's been in trouble for was he got kicked off the football team in high school for steroids. But Janine here says she told Frankie to stop. She put the fear of God in him and that she didn't go through 44 hours of labor, labor for her son to stick his body with poison. (laughs) (laughs) So she said he did it that one time and never again. And I will say, 
Frankie backs that up later. So he did only do it that one time and then stopped. Um, she says she saw him about a month ago when he decided to go down the shore with Frankie for like his last summer party hoorah because he was getting really serious about school. So he was doing like one more party summer. Um, and yeah, I just like very much know this woman, Taryn. I'm sure it's the same for you too, where we yeah. had like friends, moms were like this, teachers were like this, like she was very much I I recognized this woman. <laughs> Oh, like when I think of like adult like moms, like she's definitely one of the archetypes I think of. Yeah. And like, I feel like there's a huge overlap between Italian American moms and like Punjabi moms from like, you know, South Asia and Pakistan and India, where like that like North Indian Pakistani Punjabi culture is so similar, which is why like, I feel like I love this representation of a parent and a subculture so much because like I see a lot of my culture in it too but also like she cares like I've just been wanting family that like finds out about their loved ones dying to care and she cares it's just like you just love to see it let me tell you a little something about my family (laughs) Caroline Manza, Real Housewives of New Jersey, season one, season two. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the she's like, like, Mr. Booth, you tell me who did this to my Richie. <laughs> yeah. And I'll deal with them. Like, that is 1,000% that. And, like, the like if you walked into her house, something's cooking. Something's already done, so you can't eat it. And even mm-hmm. if you're not hungry, she's going to feed you. So you better just eat whatever that woman puts in front of you because a it's gonna be the best thing you've ever eaten and b that's just what you gotta do she just finished making the gravy you gotta have some (laughs) yeah Yeah. here try this (laughs) and that's exactly how Punjabi people are too and I love it yeah 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 so I love Janine I'm sad Janine was not in more of the episode she was great yeah yeah delightful and i'm glad she wasn't like the red herring either like they're at no yeah. point where we like oh she's a suspect right right no she was just a sad mom yeah. and like cared about her son um so but then we go to booth calls bones and says they've got a suspect and they need to road trip it up to the jersey shore to go find little frankie and bones is stoked because she's like yes i get to immerse myself in the culture <laughs> But first we go to see Fisher on the forensics platform. She asks how he's doing and he says it's an ongoing process and then says uh, people with she like tries to make him feel better. But I guess she doesn't try. She accidentally makes him feel better by saying uh, people with high intelligence usually suffer from breakdowns. So, you know, you're just (laughs) it just proves you have high intelligence. He's like, thanks. She's like, I wasn't trying to say anything. It was just factual. She's like, he's like, I know, but it did make me. (laughs) It was just nice. Uh, and then they have a very deep, like, long talk about, like, bones and, like, viscera that I, over my head, I don't know what they said. <laughs> <laughs> but the end of it for explaining was, like, it resulted in a brain bleed and then death is what I got from the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> And then Fisher says he has to remind himself that um, somebody dying is sad and not a happy ending. And he also found a sliver of concrete that he's going to give to Hodgins. And she tells him he did a very good job. And I feel like in the last 
the back half of last season, beginning of this season, she's been handing out a lot more compliments to the interns, giving them small attaboys every now and again. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, after she got them all fired, she's feeling a little bit more generous. <laughs> Yeah, when she came back from Maluku and it was like, where is everyone? And Cam like listed off in chronological order where everybody was. (laughs) Like, oh shit. So then we get a Bones and Booth car scene. He is fascinated by her fascination with Guido culture. Um, Cam calls in with Hodgins to save the cheese skipper bugs, which like, ugh. Whoever named him cheese skipper, why? Gross. What a weird thing. Um, I I know there's a reason, but I don't want to look it up because it's going to be gross. Um, They were jumping because they had ingested like energy drinks and like the chemicals and energy drinks that gives us like caffeine. But for like a little bug, it made them jump. Um, The bugs also give us a time of death between 40 and 52 hours ago. So they now know potentially where to look for for that. Uh, They tell her all the other chemicals they found uh, in him and she TLDRs it for Booth and for us by saying he had alcohol in his system plus over-the-counter stimulants and men's beauty products like hair gel, hairspray, tanning spray, and cologne. And I can't tell if I'm shocked or not shocked that Booth is a not cologne wearer. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like he he just sticks to his old spice stuff. <laughs> Like yeah. he, he's just an Old Spice body wash, Old Spice spray deodorant kind of guy. He feels like an Irish spring man to me as well. Mm. Like if one's cheaper, mm-hmm. depending on the week, he just buys whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> Irish spring is so like, it's, I just think of the bar soap and like, who yeah. uses bar soap anymore? Mm. Which it is a dangerous thing in- to say because a lot of people use bar soap and it's not a bad thing. But. Yeah. yeah, it does come in a gel, like a um, body That's wash. True. I can attest to that because I use it sometimes because I do like that smell. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I used to use the body wash like in college, the Irish Spring mm. one. It smells pretty good. Yeah, but nice. um, yeah, you're right. It's like either of those two. They're very yeah. I guess is cologne kind of like a thing that you only wear at like special occasions, though. So I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I like- wear it like every day. Yeah, I used to never be a cologne person, but since I got married, like, Irma's introduced me to a lot of different, like, colognes, like, different types of colognes. So, like, Mm -hmm. I have a few now that are, like, this is my summer or, like, a warm weather Mm -hmm. one. This is my, like, cold weather one. This is, like, a formal event versus, like, I don't know, a mosque event or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's, like, different sense for here and there, but, like, I was never a cologne wearer before, but I feel like there's definitely like this artifact of this effeminate nature of wearing something like a cologne or a perfume versus just a deodorant, which is like, Mm -hmm. that's gym stuff. Like you put on a deodorant, you like put on your deodorant after um, you shower or whatever. Yeah. But a cologne is like spritzy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that way at all, but it is. And that's, of course, what Booth subscribes to. Mm, yeah. Why wouldn't you just want to smell nice? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
not hurting anybody. No, not at all. In, in fact, unless you wear too much, and then yeah, then then someone. there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So then, this is when they get to the beach, which is like a hilarious mix of green screen and them walking on what is probably some California beach somewhere because New Jersey beaches do not have like that like blacktop thing that people will skate on or walk on yeah. it's namely mostly all boardwalk or mm-hmm. like direct to beach access there's no exactly. like mm-hmm. thing there um so yeah they're supposedly in new jersey we get a phone call from hannah where booth tells her she can move her stuff into his apartment and bones is like uh usually there's some more like are you okay there's more pomp and circumstance for this moment normally and for you mr like occasion yeah. i'm surprised you are playing this off so casually and he's like it's fine so everyone's like hmm is it maybe he knows that her moving in is like two bags so it's really actually not that big of a deal <laughs> <laughs> Um, but all of that immediately gets overshadowed by Bones saying, Eureka, a gathering of Guidos. <laughs> 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 and of course, the first gathering we see includes Lil Frankie. So we have found him immediately. Um, as we are watching the party going on at the shore house, Bones says maybe Richie just fell and hit his head because of the alcohol and stimulants because you can see people just like going crazy and then we see a guy get tossed into the pool um using a flag like and and it's like a blow-up pool too which is hilarious and booth wonders if maybe it's just his idiot friends threw him against like a wall and then that's how he died so of course we have to go talk to everybody uh and man when little frankie is like hey pretty lady and she like daps him up and just starts saying yo and sup to everyone i die (laughs) (laughs) yo sup sup yo (laughs) in the vernacular (laughs) and just booth face this whole time um they ask when was the last time little frankie saw richie frankie says he went creeping with peppy dio and they haven't seen him since and that Peppy Peppy is doing GTL if they want to talk to him, which of course means Jim Tan Laundry. Um, and yeah, this whole time Bones is just looking over to Booth like they are not speaking English <laughs> and translating for him. I like Booth kept keep saying Pepe because my brother-in-law is named Pepe, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is Peppy <laughs> like. A cheerleader, Peppy. Because <laughs> I looked it up. So I was like, is it Pepe? Am I also saying it wrong? And I was like, no, it's Peppy Dio, which I was like, what a name. It is quite a name. Yeah. They can come up with that, but they name every other character Andy or Hank. True. <laughs> 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 yeah. Shout out to Dean Lapata for this whole scene of her translating this language to Booth. Um, Frankie says that they got into a fight over a t-shirt because of course um, they didn't want to be twinsies but then they made up and decided to uh, go out and wear the same shirt anyway which turned was a reason a fatal fatal that Richie the V wore that t-shirt then uh, uh, Bones tells him that Richie is dead 
And he drops to his knees and yells, the V is dead. And then everyone in the house freaks out about it. So cat's out of the bag, as Boo says. <laughs> then we cut and they're back in D.C. <laughs> so silly. They're at the diner and Sweets is there and they give him a giant binder of Richie's text messages to go through to figure out what motive there could be in there uh, for killing him. What I find confusing about this scene is that clearly the text, first of all, no one, I don't care if you're like a 13 year old girl, you do not only text in abbreviation like that. No. Every single text message. (laughs) Not in whatever year this was either. Like, that was never a thing. 2010. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, and most people are, like, evolving past T9 at this point, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, full sentences. Maybe some, like, LOL and, like, whatever. Not even, like, acronyms that I remember. Like, these were made up. Yeah. Definitely. The, The other thing that I think is funny is that Bones immediately knew what gtl meant she knew what all this other lingo was no clue what any of the text messages meant she was like (laughs) ttfn what's that and sweets is the one that's like ta-ta for now i was like how does she know gtl but not ttfn and also like is uh what's our victim's name again richie is richie really using ttfn (laughs) like he's not using that even if he's using text speak he's certainly not using that that's insane also it's ttyl like just say so close so close (laughs) (laughs) so i had one year uh millennial like right out of college uh writers take a look yeah for you yeah go find the onset gopher who just got you coffee ask them what they just texted their friend (laughs) go with that Because it's not really, you don't, there's no payoff of that late, like much later. You could still have had the entire text web without it. (laughs) Right. But it's just silly. So why not throw it in there? Hey. We're feeling silly today. (laughs) So then we go back to the Jeffersonian in Bones' office when Hannah knocks on the door and is like, hey, is this an okay time? And Bones goes, that depends for what (laughs) (laughs) which i think is so funny (laughs) because it's such a a backhanded answer i know but it's a valid question like are you gonna be here for two hours do what do i need to leave with you what do you good time for what do you need (laughs) is it a good time for a lobotomy (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no um but Hannah's like to chat and she's like oh yeah this is a great time and Hannah compliments the Jeffersonian says like oh it must be so cool to work here she's like oh it must be like working in a spaceship and Bones is like I wouldn't know although I was almost on like a space route thing and Hannah's like you're very literal she's like yeah I find it helps you know eliminate some confusion if I just go straight with the facts but anyway Hannah gets to the point of why she's there She says that she's moving in with Booth and wants to get him a really great present and she wants some help. And Bones, without skipping a beat, like almost to the point where Hannah doesn't finish her sentence, with a big smile says, telephone, get him a telephone. And at first Hannah's like, I was thinking something more personal (laughs) than a phone. And Bones is like, no, 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 get a vintage rotary phone. He's looking for one, but he can't find the right one. He likes the feel and weight of it. 
you know, this is what a phone is supposed to sound like and goes on and on and on about clearly the number of times Booth has talked about this and described it in detail, the type of phone that he wanted. Um, And she's like, I know it's what he would want. And you can see, like, she's so excited to, like, tell Hannah this because she knows the answer to this question. And Hannah says, like, oh, I'm lucky. And Booth is lucky. He has a partner that knows him so well. And then Bones kind of gets, like, this tone where she's like, I'm so happy for both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And he thinks she's really trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, to her credit, she doesn't hold back the really good idea. She, like, Mm -hmm. really gives it to Hannah and, like, lets her be the hero who gets him this, like, perfect gift. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah leaves and Bones does call her back, though, saying, one thing, I want you to be sure about this. And Hannah's like, the phone? She's like, no, no. I, you know, Booth is going to give you his all. So you need to be sure that you are in this as much as he is because it will hurt him immensely if you care more about this relationship uh, or if he cares more about this relationship than you do and she says she's in it and like she loves him and thanks her thanks her for like basically checking in on them and their relationship and that she's being a good friend to him so then we have fisher and cam in the bone room and i gotta say his analysis that the thought of death doesn't make him depressed that like life is actually the depressing part <laughs> i was like huh <laughs> never thought about it like that before <laughs> like fisher's got a lot of deep thoughts from his time away <laughs> to share with everyone lots of little nuggets <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like he's out of therapy quite yet <laughs> no and honestly he shouldn't be that seems like a lifelong commitment <laughs> yeah yeah and hey he did say he's not better he's still it's a process so he's aware Mm -hmm. that's good um cam keeps looking at him making sure he's doing all right they've discovered that there are two injuries to their victim's head and that the concrete is called minute crete which i'm sure is potentially not a thing and a dupe that they uh made up but it did not match anything from the shore house so they need to go check somewhere else for a potential murder weapon Then we venture over to Angela's office where she's eating saltines laying down. Again, remember, she is pregnant, (laughs) though we just keep like slowly telling everyone about it when she knows that Hodgins wants to tell everyone. (laughs) Um, So that's going well. (laughs) Don't mess up. (laughs) No, Hodgins, you have to keep it a secret and then slowly tell all of their friends. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Because right now, Bones is the only one who knows. I will say Booth at the first episode was like, said something along the lines like, oh, there's something more going on there, which I think leads you to believe that he's guessed it. But he seems like fairly surprised or else he's a very good actor at the end of this episode being like, congratulations. Or maybe he just like didn't think about it and now it's confirmed. So yeah, he can actually congratulate Angela on it. Um, Yeah. But so far, Bones is supposed to be the only one who knows but when cam comes in and angela stands up and brushes crumbs off cam's like oh you're and then angela tries to cover and goes yes i am messy oops like, no, no, no. <laughs> you are pregnant and you're because you're glowing and then of course because of the whole wendell like pre- not pretend pregnancy but like pregnancy i don't even want to say scare but whatever the thing that happened with wendell um, everyone's like, how are we feeling? 
<laughs> like, like, is this like real? Are we sure? And she's like, no, we're very happy. Um, but let's keep it on a DL. Uh, don't even tell Hodgins that you know because he wants to make a bigger announcement later to everyone. And Kim's like, nope, I got it, but I'm so happy for you. And is like skipping around. But then Fisher walks in and was like, oh, what are we so happy about? And they have to like cover, but they cover so bad. But then they both are just like, yeah, because now we know we can do this test. And then Kim's like, okay, bye. <laughs> just leaves the worst cover job ever. Terrible. Couple of things. Um, I love when she gets up and she wipes the crumbs off. It looks like she like dropped an entire Nutrigrain bar on her lap. <laughs> There's so many crumbs that came off. But also like the set design choice of her office is amazing because like imagine a world where like you work in an office already shocking because we all work remote now. <laughs> but um like you could just like lay on your couch like during work hours in your office like that's mm-hmm. like what is this madman mm-hmm. also like she just has paintings on easels in her office like she takes naps she does full-on like side painting projects like during the workday and has enough time to like write computer programs and algorithms so i just I'm- Sometimes Love those algorithms got to run, so you might as well paint a, you know, yeah. soundscape. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Exactly. I just love it. <laughs> I don't, I meant to look, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but in the first season, she has like a bunch of doll heads in her office, which are horrible, and I hate them, and I don't think mm. they're in there anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, that would be a weird thing to keep around because then it would be a very conscious choice to keep from year to year. And I would really need a lot of answers about that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they're there anymore, but they're for sure their season one. Do you think they're supposed to be like head shape, like face shape type doll heads? Or they're supposed to be kind of like edgy, weird goth type doll heads? I think it was supposed to be like, oh, I do facial reconstruction. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Like this is artsy kind of thing. But it read weird. Like, this yeah. is weird. So yeah. I, I don't think they're there anymore, but they're definitely there. <laughs> Season one. <laughs> but then now we inexplicably go back up to New Jersey. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> they go to Club Elegante because that's where little Frankie said everyone was. That was the hot spot that night Um, to see if we can find Pepe Dio. Uh, first we have to deal with the bouncer who's Antonio Sabato Jr., which is hilarious. <laughs> and she yo sups herself into the club, like right by the bouncer and the whole line. <laughs> walks in. I love that for her. Right? She deserves it. Booth has to show his badge and be like, we're investigating. Let me in. The other funny part is the bouncer being no help and IDing Peppy because he's like, they're they all i don't know maybe it's that guy maybe it's that guy and he's like you know what i'll look it's fine i will go and check inside so then they're inside and this is where bones clinically describes like grinding and club culture (laughs) she's like those two are looking for a mate and their gyrating hips mean that they have like a good like birthing hips and those ones are showing their muscles like animals in a zoo we're back to dentist in the den yes <laughs> i did appreciate the number of hair poofs 
that happened because that was the look wardrobe got all the clothes in this episode just so spot on Mm -hmm. yeah i want to know what the what the budget was because i have to believe they didn't have a lot of these clothes just like lying around yeah like distressed jeans with bedazzles or like knockoff ed hardy t-shirts going out so many graphic tees yeah lep like just so much animal print maybe like extras were asked to come dressed a certain way and yeah. then they just like did their yeah. hoof mm-hmm. yeah. that sounds right they bought the bump it budget astronomical <laughs> so big both the bump it's on the bump it budget yeah <laughs> also the self-tanner budget yeah because i was like they could put a filter over it but then bones and booth would be orange so that's that doesn't help <laughs> But they're walking through the club. A kerfuffle breaks out. And of course, it's Peppy, the exact person we're looking for. He's stolen some ice from behind the bar and is throwing it for no good reason. Just being a jerk. Um, Puppy, uh, puppy. (laughs) Peppy uh, runs from the bar guy. And then that guy, Booth, and like some other guys from the club are starting to like get in a fight. Then Peppy comes back around to swing on Booth, and for some reason, Bones pops around the corner, like puffs her chest up and her shoulders, and she says she's posturing like a crab to intimidate Peppy, and then like bares her teeth <laughs> and just goes back and forth, and it's so absurd. It's wild. Like, did she learn that in Maluka? What is she doing? <laughs> Because that was not in Jersey Shore. There's no way she learned that from watching the reality TV show Jersey Shore. It's just very silly. They just made her very, very silly this episode. Like, I'm sad that Andrew's not with us because I think you would have enjoyed. Like, it's not horny. What's quirky it? horny. Quirky horny, but it is quirky and it's very mm-hmm. silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> very silly. <laughs> But hey, it works because Peppy is so confused that he does stop. So, sure. <laughs> Try it the next time uh, you want to stop an altercation. Because people will be like, what's wrong with that person? <laughs> so they go off to the other side of the club. Um, Peppy and Clinton, the bar guy, are still having words about taking ice cubes that are not free. But Booth tells Clinton, like, hey, like, get out of here. We have bigger fish to fry. This guy's a suspect. <laughs> in a murder so like get out of here with your ice problem little did he know um peppy says he wouldn't kill his boy and they weren't doing steroids anymore richie only did it that one time in high school and he actually got peppy off them as well um also said that the only person he could think of that would want to kill richie was his stalker which was very much a storyline in jersey shore the show was that they all had like clinging stalkers that followed them back to the house and stuff. (laughs) But that word was used really liberally. Oh yeah. um, In that era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it was like, if you got two texts from a girl, she's my stalker. She's a stalker. (laughs) So clingy. Mm -hmm. All right. Calm down. down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Cause real stalking is horrific. So maybe not use it so loosely. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but Peppy, Peppy said he didn't see her there at the club tonight. Uh, he starts to describe her and he's like, she has black hair, like, like 
just says the, everything of every woman around them that like mm-hmm. to describe and bones is like all right he's like well would this woman have enough strength to create the damage to kill richie the v and then we just kind of cut to two women having a brawl to be like well there's our answer and bones is like i withdraw my question because clearly clearly they can then we trek all the way back to DC to have some uh, Angela scenario time where they realize the concrete weapon would be circular and they start naming off things that it could be. And that's when Bones goes, it's so random, yo. And everyone looks at her. She's, And that's where she says, in the vernacular. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> then at the FBI, Sweets has read through all the text and has created what Booth calls a jealousy map where he has pinpointed everybody and who was texting who. He tells Booth about the drama between Richie and Marie and how he called her a grenade, which is honestly so mean. (laughs) It is so mean. Like one of the meanest things you can call someone (laughs) like the the meanest, like non-offensive thing. I mean, it's totally offensive, but not like. It's not a slur. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those girls must have been devastated. Yeah. Like on Jersey Shore, like the ones yeah. that got called grenades. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine thinking somebody liked you and then later, like three months later, when you watch it on TV, they're like, that was the, like, oh, bro, I'll jump on the grenade for you. I would have been like, those assholes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. How dare you? Um, Marie was pissed, as she well should be. And we meet her later and she's fine. Like, what's wrong with people? <laughs> um, Richie starts texting his friends to make sure Marie is not out where they are going. And then Marie texts like the most ridiculous version or you are going to die <laughs> because we are still using one letter text messages. Very like cryptic. Like, yeah, T9 texting that is not real. And then I do. I did like 4Q. That was that was the good one. <laughs> I love how it was right before the commercial break. I mean, for us, it was just like, yeah, blah, 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 but um. Because it took me a second. I was like, 4Q. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Definitely pre um the good place where maybe the word fork now yeah. we might get it a little quicker because we're like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So we have Marie in interrogation. She says that she's not saying anything because she actually loved Richie she wasn't some like fling that they were having down at the shore. They had plans. They were going to like actually be together. Um, just like his mom said he was going to school and really, you know, working on a career, not just partying. And Marie says that he was going to be a, uh, going to school to be a therapist. And he was really serious about it. Uh, she says the person that may have wanted Richie to keep quiet would be the trainer at the gym because Richie knew he was selling steroids and busted him. So he kind of lost that job. Um, And they're like, oh, who is it? And they said his name is Terror, but we've already met him. And it's the bouncer at Club Elegante, a.k.a. Antonio Sabato Jr. I was like, Terror? (laughs) That's so funny. A Club Elegante. (laughs) I can't. That's so funny. Dean Lapata. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> I don't know if you can oh. hear that, but I am clapping. <laughs> so good. Club Elegante. Terror, the bouncer at Club Elegante. What a hilarious sentence. 
So Sweets comes in to Booth's office and Booth is trying to be like, oh, hey, we have this new information. The bouncer at the club, you know, has motive. We're going to go case, case, case stuff. And <laughs> but Sweets like clo- like shuts the door behind him. Booth is like, uh, why are you shutting the door? <laughs> and he's like, hey, so I heard you asked uh, Hannah to move in with you. And Booth is like, listen, are you my friend or a shrink? Like, what are we doing right now? He's like, you know, just checking in as a friend. (laughs) And Booth takes that to say, okay, friend, I'm fine. This is a fine situation and we're good. And then Sweets is like, well, you know, I am a shrink. So that bleeds in a little. (laughs) (laughs) And he hits him again with the speed premise of relationships based on intense experiences never work. And you were in a war zone and your relationship started there. And that like high adrenaline bonding and now you're back home and it's calm and you're in your routine, in your normal life. So maybe, you know, check in with what you're doing. And Booth is like, everything's cool. I even got new sheets and bath stuff. Like if you weren't in it, would you do that stuff? And he's like, Sweets is like, okay, like, yeah, cool. And then the elevator (laughs) shuts and he's like, oh boy. Sweets, focus on your own relationship. Like, where's Daisy? (laughs) Right, exactly. Also, last time you told Booth that, like, um, he shouldn't really be focusing on Bones and, like, whatever infatuation he has with her, that that's not real. So, like, I wouldn't be putting a lot of stock in Sweets' advice. Yeah. Sweets can't decide what he thinks. Yeah. No. What do we think that old boy was? He was basically saying like, oh, you just like don't realize you're in love with Bones and this is not going to work out. Is that what the old boy is? I took it to mean that like, oh boy, we're moving too fast. You don't see that this is going to like, you know, that their relationship that you have with Hannah was so fraught with like, mm. oh, we probably like won't see each other again. And it was all like tantalizing and exciting. And now that you're back in your like real life, you're moving too quickly so to just like check in on that before you take all those like like quote unquote normal relationship steps yeah yeah I feel like there's also a little bit of Hannah that feels like you know she was just in a war zone doing her thing now she's just like up and left and came back to DC it's kind of like who's this lady she seems like a rolling stone and like you have roots here and a kid Mm -hmm. and like you're not going anywhere yeah yeah it was definitely loaded i think it had flavors of both of those things yeah yeah a big oh boy mm-hmm. yeah i don't know like you said akil maybe sweet should look in the mirror just like a little bit a little bit <laughs> at least until we're shown on screen what's going on with him and daisy yes because we're filling in our own blanks on whatever's happening with that <laughs> So then we go to the bone room. Fisher found some slivers of something embedded in the head wound. And Hodgins says, oh, it's like some sort of polymer. So he's going to figure that out. Then Fisher yawns and Hodgins is like, "Uh oh, are you okay?" Because he told everyone about the sleep thing. And which I think is very sweet. But he's like, is everyone going to ask me this every time I yawn? He's like, listen, I don't want you to fall asleep for another two two months, my dude. Like, are you all right? He's like, yes, we're good. And Hodgins takes the little polymer sliver to Angela to see if that can help them figure out what the murder weapon is. Comical yawning for the rest of the episode from Fisher. (laughs) 
He's like a cartoon bear. <laughs> so then we go back to New Jersey. <laughs> Someone keep count. Someone listening, keep count of how many times they've gone back and forth. Um, I, I'm pretty sure this is the third time they've been up there. Um, they find the no, first time was when they go to the beach for the body. Second time was when they go f- and see the beach house. Third time was the club. The first time. This is the fourth, I think. Fourth. Yeah, I think it's the fourth. <laughs> so if it's four hours Jersey. there, four hours back, that's eight. That's at least thirty-two hours of driving <laughs> that they've had to do. That's almost an entire work week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But they just love spending time with each other. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's their bonding. How do you think they listen to Hot Blooded in the car on the way back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least eight, right? Because like one per once per ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's the floor. Yeah, and like also thinking. girls. Do you think that he lets her listen to Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Because it is one of her favorite songs, but he did get shot to it. So is that like triggering literally and figuratively? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yes. I think it's off they really the listen to their trauma songs. Like, mm-hmm. I think Bones is probably like bringing her CDs and like listening to all this like cultural music that booth is like what the hell is this yeah like tibetan throat singers yeah, yeah like let's at least just listen to girls just want to have fun like that's, <laughs> yeah. That's traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah maybe he's got over pam noonan <laughs> and her beautiful yeah i feel like brennan's probably like a wamu npr girly definitely mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe they could find like the po- like podcasts exist in 2010 Maybe they listen to like something they both agree on. There's there's an episode coming up where they have a day off and they're going to go to a lecture on like the Pel- Peloponnesian War or something like that. And she's <laughs> going because it's anthropological. And he's like, I like war things. I'll go with you. So maybe there is like a melding of interests <laughs> that they can listen to. Stuff you should have learned in history class or something. Yeah, mm. that would be a good one. Uh, just 32 hours of being in the car Driving. with Booth not wearing his seatbelt, Bones <laughs> talking about Guidos and listening to whatever CD collection she's probably brought with her. Yeah. Can you imagine every time they get in the car, she has a new CD and she's like, no, you'll like this one. And it's just something else that's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, no. Exactly. <laughs> and then she gets banned from choosing for like a week. Yeah, and every time she tries to like explain why it's really good. <laughs> no, yeah. See here, this is the female leaders of the tribe doing yeah. whatever. And it's just oh like, my God. this is terrible. And then they have, um, oh, I was going to say they have bets, but he's a gambler, so she wouldn't do that. I would say they would bet like a week's worth of car music on stuff. Yeah, but yeah. No, he, they don't do that. <laughs> They could if he wasn't a degenerate gambler. Womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. But yeah, I could absolutely see seeing her being banned from bringing stuff every once in a while. Because he's just like, I can't listen to that again. On these trips, she's definitely fist pumping (laughs) at some point, you know? (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. She's putting on some like heavy club music. And then she's like, and then you dance like this with the fist going. (laughs) 
she has to educate 100%. him on her way on their way right right <laughs> they listen to at least one flow right song <laughs> oh yeah yes if not the entire discography pitbull come on yeah. bones loves the song good feeling <laughs> you know i got a good feeling yeah Whoa. she loves it yeah it's her favorite song <laughs> is that song out yet um good feeling flow right what year did that song come out if it's after 2010 or before 2011 oh, oh so close it will be her favorite song yeah. it will be her favorite song in one season. <laughs> oh that's such a good choice um but yeah so they're on their way back to new jersey they gotta go find terror um he's at the club booth asked him is like hey what happened between you and richie like we know something happened and he's and like richie tries to tell him that he's the bouncer so he's allowed to ask them to leave the club i was like you don't own it you're an you're an employee Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but then bones kind of looks at the storage room and sees something and tries to walk over, but Tara shoves her. And I'm surprised she didn't take care of it herself, but Protective Booth steps at first and was like, did you just touch my partner? <laughs> and Tara's an idiot and outrightly and like with words threatens Booth and is like, watch your back. <laughs> Terrifyingly, he slowly starts taking things off of him which is very pleasing to me, but also very scary. If you're the person on the other side of that very slow, I'm going to kick your ass. So let me take my gun off my hip and my uh, suit jacket off and let me roll up my sleeves. Cause bones is very much like, uh, you shouldn't have done that. And then he's just passing his stuff over to her to hold while he's potentially going to like kick this guy's ass. But then terror here figures out pretty quickly, like, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. And he's like, never mind. I don't want to get in any trouble. And Bones goes and looks into the storage closet. And we see that the velvet ropes that they put outside the club are held uh, together with yellow plastic buckets filled with concrete. So they're like, ooh, murder weapon. Then for some reason, they arrest arrest Richie or not Richie, um, Terror, and bring him all the way back down to D.C. to interrogate him at the FBI building. (laughs) You're telling me there's not like a local New Jersey place you could have put him while we're going to interrogate him real quick? He came in the car. He sat through that four-hour journey on the way back from the Jersey Shore with in the (laughs) backseat. Yeah, he went all the way back down to D.C. because we learned that he was not the killer. Um, He swears he didn't kill Richie. He was pissed about being ratted on about the steroids, of course. But he's like, I'm not a murderer. And then his alibi is that he took his mom to New York to see Billy Elliot. Um, And I like that it's something fun and joyful. He was like, listen, it's a beautiful show. I went with my mother. (laughs) Like. (laughs) And Booth is like, okay, we're going to find somebody who has seen this show and you tell them the plot and we'll test this alibi. And he's like, I could sing every word. And you're like, all right. Of course, Booth doesn't believe that he watches musicals. Yeah. I mean, he did when 
in the Gravedigger episode when Bones and Hodgins are taken, Cam asks if he wants to go to New York that weekend and go see a musical. He's like singing and dancing and no. And she says, you can imagine shooting everybody on stage. and know you love that. And then they get the phone call that they were taken. <laughs> <laughs> so there is precedent for him not liking musicals. True. <laughs> So then we have the most useless Angela scenario time where they tell us information we already know or that the yellow part of the plastic is outside the cement part. I was like, did this get moved to the wrong spot? Like, was this supposed to be earlier? I thought so. I thought it was redundant, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this was a mistake. Because when I think it's supposed to be earlier because when Bones notices the stuff in the storage unit, I mean, yeah, it's cement, but why would she, like, notice it from that fa- far away? Like, it makes it's more like sense plastic that... and concrete, and then yeah. later, like, plastic yeah. and concrete. Yeah, it makes way more sense that Angela did that first, and then Bones noticed it because they called mm. them on their way back up to New Jersey to let them know that. <laughs> So this feels like it's in the wrong spot. <laughs> yep. So anyway, we can move right along because it doesn't mean anything. Um, so terror is cleared by Billy Elliot, which is a hilarious sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're going into the diner. They go over the evidence again, and it seems like the timeline is off. Uh, Booth suggests the squints are wrong. And this is when Bones goes, uh-uh, and like waggles her finger back <laughs> stupid and she's like oh but wait a minute i think i have an idea about how the those two days went missing because they said oh it's only supposed to be two but he's been missing for four so something's off she calls fisher her brainstorm was that the victim was frozen for those two days and fish of the episode to her but then poor poor fisher is mad he didn't think of it himself which i feel like a lot of the interns go through that when they're like Uh, I should have thought of it first. And Cam makes the great point of like, she's the best in the world. That's why we have her is to put those connections together. So don't feel bad that you didn't think of it. That's just the way it is. Although 45 minutes behind the best in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, it's okay. (laughs) And then Fisher's yawning all over the place again. So they're worried. Um, so, yeah, she tells him, you know, you're right behind the best of the world. And then Cam has some sort of epiphany about the timeline of the murder because she's like, was he killed and then frozen or then frozen and then killed? And then he's like, oh, whatever. And then she's like, OK, and then walks out. And then Fisher feels bad all over again because he's like, what did I miss now? Like, like stop. Stop just saying things and walking away. <laughs> so it was very bones of Cam to do that because she does that all the time where she's like, aha and then leaves and everyone's like cool we'll find out later i guess (laughs) so we go back to new jersey and we find angry ice man who is beating the ice with a yellow bat thing um which is like a wiffle ball bat but then it's filled with concrete to help break up ice into smaller pieces um and damn if clinton here doesn't just outrightly admit to murder just no lawyer no second second thought about it just says yep i did it 
So silly. Straight up confession on the side of the road. Don't do that. Yeah. He said that he was. Yeah. They can't prove you had that bad. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Make them work for it a little bit. Like do run some tests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Swap some DNA. Yeah. That back could have been anywhere. Anyone could have had access to it. Yeah. They were still on the ice. They could have been stealing the bat. Yeah. Could have been one of his Guido friends. But he really, he fucked it up because he said, yeah, (laughs) I was just mad because they kept touching my ice. (laughs) (laughs) And he meant to beat up Frankie. Well, Frankie, but, uh, or not Frankie, um, the other guy, Peppy. Peppy and Richie the V were wearing the same shirt. And so he accidentally killed the wrong guy. So... We do have a conclusion. It's not necessarily premeditated, but also kind of like sad and opportunistic murder. Not our favorite. But, yep, straight up confessed, and now he's going to jail forever, so not good. (laughs) Always get a lawyer. So then we come to the last scene where all of the girlies had tried uh, to help Hannah move into Booth's apartment, but she owns about four like bags worth of luggage of things. So when she said, oh, I don't need help, they were like, thought she was being, you know, coy or nice about it. And she's like, no, no, I really can just take all of this in two hands and bring it in. So they're just having like a little wine night. I do like that Bones inadvertently says, like not maliciously, just because she's so, again, like blunt and just says, facts she's like oh both booth won't even need to make room for you and i was like that's so harsh accidentally that is way harsh ty way harsh (laughs) she means it in a nice way of like oh you don't have enough like your stuff will fit here but like saying he won't need to make room for you like that wording is so awful so awful although i love this little girl's night that they're having it's very cute yeah really um really good friends to booth all three of them to be like let's bring your new girlfriend in in under the fold yeah we do get angela waxing poetic about her once bohemian nomad lifestyle because she sees how hannah bebops around she's like like what's the what's the spongebob thing that's like i had a something once (laughs) i had a name once that's That's angela I mean, she did just go and live in Paris for like a year. Yeah. Out of the blue. So, right. I mean, I guess this is a new um, regret because she's pregnant and she can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Or can't have wine. Um, But then Booth comes in and is like, oh, why can't you have wine? And all the girls look at him. And then he for sure knows that she's pregnant and then tells him, like, please be just lie to Hodgins (laughs) when he inevitably announces to everyone. Because at this point, who doesn't know <laughs> all of their closest friends like sweets i think is maybe the only one of their close core group that doesn't know yeah so, he's gonna be the only one sweets and the interns don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> caroline maybe um yeah. but so angela and cam leave which means the love triangle is all that's left um booth notices the phone has a red bow on it it's like oh what's that and uh hannah got the exact one bones told her to get 
And I like that she didn't just get it, but she also got it installed so he can actually use it. Mm-hmm. So cute. Because <laughs> he's so excited. He's like, it's real. And like, it works. Um, and but like big oof watching Bones in the background, like being so happy because Booth is so happy, but it was Hannah gave him the the present but i will say credit to hannah because she does give credit to bones for giving her the idea like in front of booth in that moment so it's like not it's like nice because they're all kind of like getting along um but she's but i the part where he's like oh thank you and they both say you're welcome heartbreaking and so awkward it wasn't just, heartbreaking to me. It was just awkward. It was like, Bones, shut up. It was her moment. Like I know. I, but it just like breaks my heart for Bones. Yeah. But also, it's so embarrassing. I usually cover my face with uh, my t-shirt. The secondhand moment. embarrassment is so strong. It's very strong. Yeah. Like, I get why she says you're welcome. Because literally right before that is when Hannah says, like, oh, like, thank you so much to Temperance. She, gave, she told me that you like phones. And he says, thank you. So she was being. (laughs) (laughs) Your love of phones. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Oh, that's so stupid. (laughs) But like she was in the sentence that happened before the thank you. So it makes sense that she says you're welcome. But clearly, I mean, his mouth is on Hannah's mouth. She is the one he's thinking. But it's very secondhand cringe. And then Bones is like, okay, I should go. And they both say, like, no, stay for dinner. Like, it's fine. She says, no, you know, when two people move into a domicile, they should, the person who doesn't live here should leave, which is true. Um, And she goes to leave. But then Booth does catch her, kind of like how she caught Hannah earlier, saying, like, hey, I'll see you tomorrow, right? Like, checking in on their partnership is still cool and she's like yep see you tomorrow and then she leaves and that's the end of the episode and then booth has a gallon of milk at dinner with hannah (laughs) (laughs) gross i love love the set dressing in booth's apartment because it's like lots of vintage stuff so i feel like it was very thoughtful yeah yeah they definitely do a lot of like americana like his Mm. favorite show do you know that show American Pickers? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Where people go and like, yeah, those two guys find like vintage stuff all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. Booth, that is his favorite show. This is jam. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he watches um Pawn Stars all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like Discovery Channel yeah. is what is is the channel wow. that's on the TV when he turns it on. Do you remember that show that was on Discovery Channel where it was like the dad and the son who like owned a motorcycle shop? Um, yes, yes. What's it called? I almost said chopped. (laughs) Not right. America was it like American Choppers? American Chopper, I think. Yeah, I think so. I was like, why did chopped enter my brain? But I was like, wait, (laughs) I always had that show on in college, so I feel like that was like very much his show. Yeah, I could see him liking that as well. Also, the one where they go into storage units and buy and sell the stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Storage wars. Storage wars, yeah. Also, deadliest catch. 
favorite show. Deadliest Catch is so good. I haven't it's seen so that show good. in so long. I've never watched Deadliest, Deadliest Catch. Oh, it's elite. It's so good. It's the, the first time you see the waves they have to deal with, I don't know how anyone does that job. No. It's absurd. They just get pounded by waves yeah. just walking around on the deck. I don't know how they like just don't it. puke all day, every day. Yeah. It's crazy. They deserve to get us paid as much yeah. as they do, for sure. <laughs> Watch one episode and you'll be like, no, no there's yeah. no way. Yeah. No way. I actually kind of want to. I'm sure they're on YouTube. Yeah, literally. Well, catch us, like, yeah. honestly, what we're missing by, like, not having cable anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Literally just... all the shows we just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I was never a storage wars girly, but like America, I could get down with some American pickers. I definitely watched that like American Chopper show. Mm-hmm. And Pawn Stars, I hated the family in that, but I would still watch it sometimes because the stuff was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I liked the things that people were selling. And then because it reminded me of Antiques Roadshow. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch that all the time. Mm-hmm. There was also one called Tanked where people had crazy fish tanks. Have you ever seen that show? Oh. no oh my god look up t- i'll find some clips of tanked where people have like hilarious. The, these most massive like intricate fish tanks and then it's really funny though because obviously it's these people's livelihood so they take it very seriously but they like match like your vibe of the fish tank you get to like types of fish so they'll be like this fish is super sporty it should go in this tank and like pick exactly the fish that should go in it it's nuts (laughs) 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 it sounds ridiculous but i also like i can see it like yeah yeah, it's like yeah Yeah. of course that fish belongs in that tank Mm -hmm. yeah i can't explain it but it does yeah but yeah so yeah they'll make i mean they're like this is our biggest one yet a 50 billion gallon fish tank and then they put like six fish in it (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy yeah fish tanks are expensive uh yeah and i think that's why they're like oh here's these giant ones um so yeah yeah Uh, when you watch tanked (laughs) one of the saddest things i've seen in a long time is do you guys remember when i went to nemacolon which is like that weird like lumber billionaire estate in oh yeah pennsylvania Mm -hmm. um they had a fish tank that was didn't have fish in it but it was filled with like a piece of the great barrier reef oh that shouldn't be in there yeah, that sounds so it's like very the, like, bougie and immoral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from like years and years ago, yeah. like yeah. whenever they would have let somebody take, take that. So yeah. I was like, that is very cool, and also it makes me so sad because it should not be here in this like, mm-hmm. you know, outdated lumber tycoons <laughs> like <laughs> like weird hotel. It should be in the ocean. Yeah, there should be anemones and little fish yeah. swimming around it. And instead, it's just chilling next to the abandoned ice cream parlor where I might get murdered. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, there's that petrified forest that they tell you not to take pieces of it from, but people do it all the time. Have you ever heard about this? Mm-hmm. No, but I don't know. It's, worse, so. it's somewhere here we'll in the United States, of course, so people ruin it. Um, 
and it's very like specific like the ecosystem is very specific and they tell you like do not touch it but people take it but then it's really bad luck to take it so all the time people feel bad and they mail it back but they don't know where that piece was they can't put it back so there's like I don't I think they moved it or they had it for a while but there was just this huge monument of like returned pieces where they were like this is what you people are doing. Like you're ruining this petrified forest because you're taking pieces of it and we can't put it back. So it has to be here. And then in the like welcome center, they like blacked out people's names, but they put their letters, like hung their letters being like, I'm so sorry. I took this. I had like, I got into a car accident on the way home. Like I'm sending this back, blah, 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 blah. Like all this crazy stuff of all the bad luck and people sending it back to be like, don't take a piece. Like we're very serious about it. That's crazy. It was wild. Like wild. it was this huge deterrent to be like, this is what this is. And like here are all the horror stories of people taking pieces. Don't right. take a piece. Like, don't think you're gonna be the one to like be fine. I don't know. That feels like a story that should be in uh scary stories to tell in the dark. What was that book series? Mm. We talked about it before, but doesn't yeah. it feel like that would be like one of them? Like yeah, scary stories. Petrified forest. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. All right. IMDb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to do it? I can do it. Um, I can do it. Um Okay, cool. So this episode was rated a 7.4 on IMDb, which means nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um there were a few funny um reviews on this. Um the featured review of this episode is from 2021, um, from Zing Q who says a very silly episode um, rates at three out of 10. This show has never been shy about being racist, but this episode is very silly too. (laughs) Bones has lost her mind and is just ridiculous. An awful episode. Um, (laughs) That was like the cheeriest, but like most negative thing. I know. know. One out of 22 found this helpful. So um, I guess that person's vote is that Guido is racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, somebody uh, recently rated this episode um, a 10 out of 10. Um, they are Kraniki. They rated this. Um, they they wrote, uh, hi, Bones Booth. This episode used to be so silly to me. And of course it still is. But towards the end of the episode, when they catch the guy who's guilty, when he says the line, what can I say? They all look the same. That sentence struck me so deeply on one of the rewatches in the last few years. Like it stung, like it stung. It felt louder than any other time I watched this episode because this time it hit me how that, um, how that and excuse we've heard time and time again, when cops incorrectly arrest somebody who fits the description, the way that sentence lands coming from a person of color, it felt so real and raw. It's just yeah i definitely mm-hmm. felt that too yeah yeah um somebody uh i'll read one more um this one is from hitchcock um they leave we've we've read their reviews before right i think so yeah um, yeah uh they rated this episode a seven out of ten they said 
this whole sort this whole thing is sort of weak. The Guido culture is so contrived that it never rings true. A bodybuilder is murdered and it turns out he hangs out at the Jersey Shore to have fun, but he's actually driven to do better things. When everything is sorted out, his death proves to be a strategy, the motive really bizarre. What is pretty funny is that Brennan has been researching the subculture uh parentheses a bunch of drunk kids has learned their activities and their language she actually interprets for boot at one time (laughs) the subplots are again about babies being born angela um and booth's new girlfriend moving in with him um so more of a synopsis yeah yeah i don't I don't think it's contrived. I think that they did a pretty good job of demonstrating the uh, subculture that is the Jersey Shore. Yeah. I wonder if it's still thriving like that. It is. It yeah. it was tough for a while because, not to bring up Hurricane Sandy, but it really like decimated that whole area. Like mm-hmm. swaths of the boardwalk were just gone. Yeah. And then like the year they rebuilt it, there was a huge fire in one on one end. And so then that took it off again. Um but no, like I've I've been back. I know you've been back, and it's yeah, thriving, definitely yeah. thriving. Those two sketchy clubs aren't, but the area is bamboo yeah. and karma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I bet karma's pissed because I wonder if this day and age with the song Karma by Taylor Swift, if they would just be bumping that shit all night long. Oh my god, for <laughs> sure. But like some trashy remix of it which i would love to hear i would definitely love also (laughs) i will say the bamboo their shirts were the best because it said bam on the front and boo on the back hilarious so funny (laughs) iconic the the neon palm trees yeah so good that place was massive it was like a whole city block it was huge anyway (laughs) <laughs> fun facts memories all alone in the moonlight <laughs> okay great okay so for the playlist this week the song that is from the episode so one thing i do want to say is a lot of the music you heard in the episode is from oh i just it just went out of my brain dj something <laughs> I want to say DJ Snake. Nope, DJ Spider. Thank you. I was like, come on, Brain. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. Um, is DJ Spider, who is the son of Stephen Nathan. <laughs> oh. That's fun. So the music you hear throughout the episode is Stephen Nathan's son, DJ Spider. Um, but I couldn't find his music on like Apple Music. Um, and there was like two other DJ spiders. So maybe you should pick a different DJ name. Um, so that is not on the playlist, though. I do encourage everyone to go listen to DJ spider. If you can find the correct one or to l- listen to any DJ spiders. Uh, but the song we are going to pick because I could find it and that it was there and real is do you want to funk by Patrick Cowley featuring Sylvester? What a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is playing, um, it's the song that's playing during um, the, like, pump-up video that Bones and Angela watch of Richie the V and Lil Frankie. So the song that, like, both Bones and Angela are bopping to is Do You Want a Funk by Patrick Cowley featuring Sylvester. And that will actually go on the playlist. 
<laughs> and then the song that um we think should be part of the episode or um is going on bones too is get crazy by lmfao that is the jersey shore theme song (laughs) so you can that stupid little like i don't know what you would call that noise um but there's like that escalating noise in that song that i'm sure is in everyone's head from if they've ever heard the jersey shore theme song um Mm -hmm. they'll play over and over Mm -hmm. but that's what it's from and so it's Get Crazy by LMFAO, and that's going on Bones 2. Now, reviews. Okay, so this episode is wild. It feels very out of nowhere. Um, it's one of the sillier ones, a very fun palate cleanser in between everything that happens on this show. Um, I love that they make Bones like the anthropologist that she is um, and like dissect this subculture um of all the people on the jersey shore for the summer it's very funny uh the the it's one of the cases that's not too convoluted that we like uh i think the to me this episode goes by really quickly because i feel like it's not bogged down like i remember when i was taking notes i'm like oh it's almost over like it felt like that to me that it goes by pretty quick um and i like that we have fisher back and we are hearing what happens with him and uh, we do get some continued relationship stuff because obviously we still have Hannah. So we're still we haven't we haven't like neglected that storyline at all. It's been in every episode since we've been back. So that's always interesting to see where everybody is. So 10 out of 10 for me, I think it's so funny. And it's definitely one of the memorable ones of like her saying yo sup to people like multiple times in the episode. <laughs> um. I think like season one recap or like, I mean, definitely very early on. I think I said, this is one of my favorite episodes ever. It's just, it's so silly. Um, I think they do a really good job of kind of capturing some of the really funny stuff we all saw on Jersey shore and that Maggie and I have seen in real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, one of the things I really love about this episode, honestly, is I love the scene at the end with Cam and Angela and Bones and Hannah kind of just like hang out at Booth's house and they're like bring her into the fold and it's not catty and they're just these like women. Yeah, like, and you know, embracing each other and being friends and I don't know, I like it. Um, and like I said last week, I'm a Hannah apologist and I just think it's like really nice that she like fits in so well with them. And she's so gracious to give kind of credit to Brennan for buying the phone. Anyway, it's like, Booth looks really happy and I hate that he's happy without bones because he should be with bones, but I like seeing him happy. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a ton out of 10. Um, yeah, I, like this episode i i mean it's very silly um it's it's definitely got um some heart to it too with um the bones and hannah and booth love triangle uh b plot line so i love that um i'm like definitely a hannah apologist like i feel like at least two episodes in of seeing hannah i feel i just feel bad for her because like I know Booth and Bones are eventually going to get together, but like Hannah did nothing wrong. Like for 
her to come into a relationship where like bones is very much like a bone in the middle of them like (laughs) so uh, she's doing the best she can with the circumstances um the sweet stuff was like super dumb like all the weird t9 acronyms that like didn't exist (laughs) was unnecessary um i didn't like how the murder was done it just felt accidental um it felt like the whole setup was really weird where like they set the precedent for like the scenario in the club where like the guy jumps over and like grabs the ice and starts chucking it at people like who does that um yeah it just seemed very um implausible so it was kind of again it was just silly for good reasons and bad um but it was overall enjoyable so i'll give it a eight out of ten yeah, the ice thing is funny because of all the things that are going on in that club, stealing some ice is like so low on yeah. the issue scale. So low. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny that or not funny, but it's interesting that the you know mitigating factor is jumping over the bar and like throwing ice around the bar. The bar. Yeah. I'm like they're stealing ice or not even stealing liquor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me they're getting like bags of ice delivered to them rather than them having like an ice machine? Like, come on. <laughs> Although I will say, if that was me and somebody fucked with me every single time I oh, did yeah. something, I'd be so annoyed. 100%. <laughs> so annoyed. So I get it, I guess. Okay. So, yes, next week, the episode is called The Body and the Bounty. The body and the bounty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the word bounty just kind of sounds Western to me. So it's like, um, but maybe, maybe it's just that they like, uh, they held somebody hostage for ransom and they, this person ended up dying under this hostage situ- hostage situation. Um, so I'm going to guess that it was that type of case. Because mm. that would be like a lot more delicious than something like an accidental, like I beat you over the head with a bag type of thing. <laughs> yeah, we're due for like a vicious like murder. Meditating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, any uh personal stuff or people we might see guesses? Um I don't I don't know. Like Booth and Brennan and Hannah, like I feel like Hannah's like here for a while. So I don't know how much more they can like just show us Booth and Hannah like having a good time and Brennan's like in there and making her <laughs> presence very much known. It's like mm-hmm. either do something or don't bones. Like you either want this relationship and you're going to fight for it, or you're going to just kind of watch and like make it awkward for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to say that we're not going to really broach that subject a whole ton next episode. It'll be more Angela and Hodgins and pregnancy oriented. Hmm. and 
this Gwynturn is going to be Vincent and Nigel Murray. We haven't seen our boy in a while. Okay. Great guesses. Great. Okay. We will see if that's what happens next week for the body and the bounty. We just finished season six, episode three, the maggots in the meathead. Uh, quick shout out. Thank you to Nancy for figuring out our playlist situation. The yep. episode dropped at midnight and she had given it to us by 4 a.m. So <laughs> what a hero. Thank you to everyone who worked on it, though. That was yeah. awesome. I'm shocked we even got one, let alone within four hours, but that we got more than one is amazing. Mm. You guys are the best. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, couldn't be more appreciative. We we knew you would or hoped you would come through and you guys very much did. So thank you for that. Um, join the Patreon. It's very fun. Uh, shout out to uh, Kirsty. Uh, thank you for being a patron. We really appreciate it. Um, it's the bones booth at gmail.com. If you want to email us at the bones booth on Twitter, um, if you want to see what's happening over there, there's different stuff and, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to see what the body and the bounty is all about. <laughs> <laughs>